You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Keller. And I'm Mike Lynch. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Well, I'm really excited, guys, about today's show because we're talking about fitness, something, as you know, I'm obsessed with, all the monitoring that goes into it, all the data, and no one is more in the center of this conversation than Will Ahmed. He is the founder and the CEO of Whoop. He's here to tell us all about the product, what he's seeing, and and a lot of what we saw, I think, related to fitness during the pandemic and, and where it goes from here. Will, really good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. All right, so first things first. What's Whoop? I mean, people have heard of it. I know what it is, but describe this phenomenon, this product, because you got a lot of famous athletes using it, a lot of not famous athletes using it uh, as well. So take us inside. Well, Whoop is a wearable technology that's designed to measure sleep and recovery and strain. Uh, I think what differentiates Whoop from other products in the market is that it's incredibly accurate from a physiological standpoint. And if you've been on Whoop for a year, you've got a lower resting heart rate, you've got a higher heart rate variability, you're getting higher quality sleep. So it's actually driving uh, health health improvement, which I think is the hardest thing to do in this space. So Whoop is a a company. We're based in Boston. Uh, We've got about 500 employees. We've raised a little over $200 in capital. And our mission is to unlock human performance. You raised $200 million from top investors. I mean, there it is. I mean, that's a lot of money to get from these investors. What did you tell these people about your product that convinced them, hey, this is where we need to put our money? I think a lot of it was uh, originally having this vision to improve uh, performance by measuring the other 20 you know, 20 hours of the day. Uh, There was a big focus, especially in sports, on exercise. And for good reason, exercise is important. The performance is important, obviously. Uh, But my sort of contrarian point of view was that the other 20 hours of the day may be equally, if not more important, to how an athlete or how an individual uh, is uh, performing. And this was around 2010, 2011. I was a college athlete. I was captain of the Harvard squash team, and I was surrounded by a bunch of athletes who didn't know what they were doing to their bodies while they were training, myself included. So that got me very interested in physiology research, and it, may, it led me to believe that if you could really accurately measure not just exercise but your body 24-7, you could tap into all sorts of different ways to improve human performance. And maybe it would turn out that sleep and recovery actually played a much bigger role in performance than, say, exercise or strain. And so that was a lot of the vision for the product early on. We started with the best athletes in the world. Uh, You know, two of our first 100 users were people like LeBron James and Michael Phelps. So we really started at the tip of the pyramid. I mean, today, if you meet a professional athlete who's wearing a wearable, there's probably a 99% chance it's whoop. Uh, we've, We've been able to partner with many of the best uh, sports leagues. We've, every day we discover a new professional athlete who has organically found and bought the product. So we've been able to build a brand that's around, I think, uh, improving human performance. And then separately, we've been able to also build a product that delivers on that, which is to say that if you wear Whoop over time, you're going to improve your health. Hey, Will, it's uh, Mike Lynch also here in Boston. Um, why Whoop over 
if I was a consumer over the Apple Watch or Fitbit or some other things that, that measure uh, health? Well, the, the biggest thing is that Whoop changes behavior and it improves your health. And we're really the only product in the market that can say that. So if you've been on Whoop for a year, you've got a lower resting heart rate, you've got a higher heart rate variability, and you're getting higher quality sleep. You've probably changed two or three things about your lifestyle. We often see people have massive reductions in alcohol consumption. Maybe they've changed their diet. Maybe they're going to bed earlier. Maybe they've realized that a certain supplement is better for them than another one. It's quite powerful to be able to um, measure your body and therefore manage all the inputs that go into your body. And I'll, I'll say this. I think Whoop is great at all the things that it does for all the things that it doesn't do. You know, if you look at the sensor, it's a very small sensor. It doesn't have a screen on it. It doesn't have a microphone. It's not listening to you. You're not going to do phone calls with it. We don't have 100 apps. Uh, you're not going to flag down an Uber with your Whoop. But if you want health monitoring, Whoop is the best game in town, and we've really allocated all of our resources to making our sensing technology and our algorithms and our feedback, again, focused on health improvement. So, Will, you know, one of the sort of holy grails in, in all of this, it feels like when it comes to, to wearables and fitness and wellness-related technology is is making something that can be used by the Patrick Mahomes and the LeBrons of the world, but also, candidly, like the Jason Kellys of the world. You know, the those who, you know, aspire to be healthy and well, but, you know, aren't going to compete for a, a national championship or a world championship. How do you kind of satisfy all parties in that and make sure you're building a product that is sort of industrial grade for the pro, but also, you know, delivering what everyday folks need? It's such a good question. You know, I think the key is the more data you collect, actually, the less data you show to a user. Mm. And we collect about 10,000 times as much health data as a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. So we're collecting a lot of health data. I think what we do well, though, is we summarize that data in a few simple numbers. So every day you're getting a, a recovery score in the morning, 0 to 100%, red, yellow, green. You know, should you take on the day? Should you exercise? Do you need more rest? I mean, Whoop is the first fitness product to tell you not to exercise, tell you to actually do, do less. Uh, and then over the course of the day, you know, you can uh, Whoop will measure the strain of your workouts or the stress of your day or the daily activity of your day. And mind you, it's calibrated to you. So a high strain for Patrick Mahomes or LeBron James might be the equivalent of three marathons, whereas the high strain for you or me may be meaningfully less than that. But it's, again, personalized to the individual. So that's one key, uh, key way to answer your question. And then even at the end of the day, Whoop looks at the strain that's accumulated on your body and who you are, and it'll tell you how much sleep you need tonight to recover for tomorrow. So hopefully what you can tell from what I'm describing is that Whoop is, one, it's living a step ahead of you, and two, it's highly personalized. So if you're a professional athlete, it's going to treat you one way. If you're an executive or a recreational enthusiast or someone who's trying to get back in shape or someone who's trying to lose weight, it's going to talk to you a little bit differently. And so there's a daily feedback loop. There's a weekly feedback loop where you get a weekly report to tell you if you're, if you're treating your body optimally. And then there's even a monthly report that looks at a lot of different behaviors and lifestyle decisions and will tell you ultimately what, what we think is working for you and what's not. 
And, uh, I, you know, I think that if you look at the, the reviews of the product, you'll see that most of the people on Whoop today are, are everyday consumers, and they're loving it as much as Patrick Mahomes or the next professional athlete. Whoop had a big impact during this pandemic. From what I understand, it, it helped members identify COVID-19. It, can you talk more about that and, and what the product did? Yeah, we we uh, started doing research on uh, Whoop data and COVID nineteen uh, as early as Jan- late January twenty twenty. So we were a little bit early to it. By March of twenty twenty, we were the first consumer app to have COVID nineteen tracking in the app, which meant that you could you know self identify that you had tested positive for COVID nineteen. By the end of March twenty twenty. We had over 2,000 people report having tested positive for COVID-19, which at the time, March 2020, that was one of the largest data sets in the world, physiologically speaking, on COVID-19. So we then partnered with Cleveland Clinic and CQU, who are two leading research institutions, and we worked with them to publish research on what happens to your body physiologically when you get COVID-19. And we found uh, really a smoking gun, so to speak, uh, in terms of your body indicating that you may have COVID-19, and that was respiratory rate. Respiratory rate is the number of breaths you have in a minute. It's a very uh, static statistic if you measure it during sleep, which we do. So that's to say that, you know, everyone has a respiratory rate of somewhere between 10 and 20 breaths per minute, and it really doesn't change. Now, what we saw with COVID-19 is if you got COVID-19, your respiratory rate would jump, and it would jump off the page. It would increase by 20 to 30 percent. And we saw that this happened for 80 percent of cases. So that's not perfect, but it's certainly better than nothing. And, um, And so we published this research. Fast forward to June of 2020, the PGA Tour is one of the first, uh, I think it was the very first sport to come back to play. And you've got a professional golfer, Nick Watney, who had been wearing Whoop for 10 months at that point. And he tests negative for COVID-19 on a Tuesday. He plays in the tournament on a Thursday. He wakes up on Friday. He's got a 1% recovery on Whoop, which if you've ever worn Whoop, 1% is like you're dying. Um, and he's got this really elevated respiratory rate. Again, his respiratory rate didn't change for 10 months straight. Same number every day. And then he wakes up one morning and it's jumped 30%. And so he goes to the doctors and said, hey, my, my respiratory rate is, is elevated. I think I should get tested again. They said, actually, you're cleared to play. He said, just test me again, okay? And sure enough, he tests positive for COVID. And so he's able to drop out of the tournament and, uh, you know, protect the rest of the players. PGA Tour learns of this story, and they procured over 1,000 whoop straps within the next 48 hours for every single player, media member, staff, caddy, you name it. And that's just one example, uh, but it shows how an elevated respiratory rate can be used as a predictor of COVID-19. Well, was that your uh, gateway into the PGA? Because some of the stories are just fascinating. Uh, uh, Justin Thomas has been uh, a client for a while, and I watched the uh, uh, the Tournament Players Championship. He had a tee shot on 18 that nearly went in the water, and his, it showed that his heart rate peaked at 140, and that he had his best night's sleep before round three, and he went out and shot a 64. So was this, this the, bri- the bridge and the gateway to get more players to come on board when Watney uh, tested positive? 
Well, it definitely accelerated our uh, relationship with professional golf. Uh, we're, today, Whoop is the official wearable of the PGA Tour. You know, uh, Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy and others have, have been wearing Whoop for years. And I, I like the example you just gave because I think it touches on where Whoop is headed with sports. You know, you can, you can now see highlights of players when they've hit shots uh, and see their heart rate in that moment. And you were just talking about Justin Thomas on 18 at, um, at the Players' Championship. You know, everyone thinks these guys, you know, don't get nervous. They actually get very nervous, but they're good at coping with it. And that's what's so cool about being able to see some of the, what we call whoop live, right, the real-time heart rate data and other data points. Justin Thomas's heart rate was at 140 beats per minute you know, hitting a very important golf shot, right, to, yeah. to close out a big tournament and win a big purse. Uh, you try hitting a golf ball with a heart rate of 140. It's actually not easy. So to be able to feel that sort of physiological moment is quite cool. And you'll now see uh, a lot of Whoop Live within professional golf this year, but you're also going to see Whoop Live within professional sports broadly. I want to turn on the television set and see athletes' heart rate in real time while I'm watching games, while I'm watching events. And guess what? I think other fans do too. Yeah, you should see Lynchy's heart rate when uh, he's, you know, <laughs> when he's got a match on the line for, you know, who's going to buy beers on the 19th hole. Okay, Lynch, Lynch gets to 142. He's not winning the Players' Championship. Exactly. Ice water in his veins. Um, so, Will, you know, to broaden it out a, a little bit, I mean, obviously you had this window in, in some ways into the COVID crisis, you know, through that specific story with, with Nick Watney and, and the PGA and others. But you also presumably have seen behaviors change and and attitudes toward wellness change through your members and also just through the the perch that you have again both into professional athletes but also everyday folks so what have you learned coming out of this year because obviously usage spiked in many ways for you um you know you're a pandemic quote unquote winner in, in that regard we've all become a little more conscious of our health hopefully over the last 12 to, to 18 months. So so what do you take away from that experience? You know, we founded WHOOP um, with this somewhat contrarian belief that feelings were overrated. Hmm. There's this general notion that you wake up in the morning, oh, I feel good, or I don't feel good. And that is a, a massive indicator of the status of your body. And my experience as a college athlete was at least that I couldn't feel the status of my body, which is why I was someone who used to overtrain. And it turns out, of course, I'm not alone, that there, it's, it's not just that I couldn't feel it. It's that everyone cannot always feel what's going on in their bodies. And in fact, there are profound physiological indicators that are predictive of your body's status. And that was really the core origin for WHOOP and this, this um, you know, amazing technology uh, that we've now been able to, to develop and bring to market. If you look at the, the COVID-19 pandemic, I think what people have learned from that or consumers have learned from that is there are things going on in my body that I cannot feel. Right. You know, imagine the fact that you can have this virus and be completely asymptomatic and yet you could give it to uh, your grandmother or your mother or someone and, uh, and that person could get incredibly sick or worse. So this idea that you can be carrying something that you can't feel, I think, is a wake-up call. 
And of course, it's you know it's it's true for all sorts of different disease states and otherwise. And why I'm so bullish on Whoop and I'm so bullish on on health monitoring is that health monitoring can measure things you can't feel, and it can be a leading indicator for things that you can't feel. And if you think about the whole healthcare industry in general, it's screwed up because it's very focused on curative costs. Right. You know, we're dealing with stuff when it's too late. The magic is preventative costs. If you can, if you can prevent things before they happen, that's how you can really improve the healthcare industry. And so I think that WHOOP is going to play a huge role in moving curative costs to preventative costs. And I think it's going to help consumers understand that there's things going on in their bodies that they can't feel. So that's why I'm very excited about this moment in time. And I'm excited about uh, the future of improving health. By the way, you guys have a partnership with the USC, is that correct? We do. USC's got uh, most of their student-athletes wearing WHOOP uh, here shortly, and uh, we've now done this with a bunch of different schools, and USC is a great uh, great athletic department. Well, um, after you wear the strap on your wrist or your bicep, uh, it's a subscription of uh, $30 a month is, I believe, what it is. Do you think that fee is sustainable in the long run? Well, we've we've really, I think, uh, redefined what it means to uh, what it means to wear a wearable and to you know pay for a health subscription. And I think that uh, because we've been able to build a product that is constantly evolving, I mean, Whoop has to uh, continuously evolve and change. The reason Whoop is a subscription, so right, you pay anywhere from eighteen dollars a month to thirty dollars a month. Uh, depending on what plan you select. Uh, And and by the way, the hardware is free, right? It just comes included in the subscription. The reason for that is that we are a service that's going to keep evolving and and growing with you. We don't view health improvement as a one-time thing. It's going to change over the course of your life. Um, your needs today are very different than what they might be in three months or six months or 12 months or five years. And we want to evolve with you on that journey. Now, to your point, if we're not, and we're not delivering value for you, you can cancel, right? You can sign up for, you know, pay pay $30 to sign up and you can cancel. So it's, uh, I think it builds a relationship with a consumer that's pretty unique and it forces us to continue delivering value every day, every week, every month. And at the end of the day, it's up to the consumer to decide if, if we're living up to that. But I think if you, if you see what we've done today, um, the bottom line is we have. So, Will, just moving to the very Bloombergy part of this conversation, I mean, tell us more about the company in terms of where you go from here. You've been incredibly successful raising money. You have big-name endorsers and big-name investors. It is a competitive space as, as people you know, kind of get some religion around this notion of health and wellness. Recovery, it feels like, has been something that has really come to the fore. And I say this as someone who's you know watched the fitness industry for a long time, and you're exactly right. We spent so much time talking about you know what is the right exercise and, and less time in the past on recovery and sleep and, and whatnot. So what's the game plan? What's the business plan as you look across you know the next one to three years? Our business is really measured in terms of growth and retention. So growth is adding new members to Whoop, and retention is keeping them on Whoop. In terms of growth, we're growing uh, rapidly in the United States, but we're now also looking at growing internationally. 
So that's Europe broadly, that's Australia, that's the UAE. We're now looking at other regions where we're making big investments. Uh, in terms of, um, you know, the sort of the sports landscape, we'll continue to be doing partnerships with um, the best uh, sports leagues and properties. You know, we recently announced uh, being the official wearable of the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, uh, uh, the official wearable of CrossFit, the official wearable of the NFLPA. We've got a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, athletic departments now putting whoop on all their student athletes. So we'll always continue to have this higher brand positioning. Uh, but, but the second half of the story, retention, that's really about making Whoop a product that can be used by anyone. And I don't care if you're a 13-year-old or an 85-year-old or somewhere in between, whatever your fitness level is, we want Whoop to be a product that when you put it on your body, it's helping you improve your health. And, uh, and I think you'll just continue to see Whoop innovate. I think you'll continue to see Whoop move faster than our competition. As we demonstrated during the COVID-19 pandemic, we were the first technology company to publish research on COVID-19. So that, that's the name of the game, growth and retention. Uh, and right now it feels like the wind's at our back. All right. Well, Will, it's been really good talking to you. Best of luck. Uh, we're eager to see where this goes. And as you can tell from, from our questions, very interested in this space and uh, and where it goes from here. It's, it's rapidly evolving, and, and you guys clearly are in the center of all of it. Will Ahmed is the CEO and the founder of Whoop, joining us from Boston. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed it. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at LynchyWCBB. And follow me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week. We're going to catch up with, because it is Kentucky Derby Week, Bill Karstangen. He is the CEO of Churchill Down Tournament. <laughs> You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.